Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest, he's a two-star. I'm sure he has that same problem. You know, especially, you know, he raised the bar at NASCAR on February 18, 2018, when he became the highest finishing African-American driver at the world-renowned Daytona 500, when he took the checkered flag in the second position. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Daryl Bubba Wallace. How's it going? Daryl, if that ain't a race car name, a NASCAR name, brother. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's just about there, huh? It's there, it's there, man. I mean, and you throw out there, and you, and you hung on that there, there. You, dude, I'm from Houston, Texas. You can't throw out that little country and not let me catch you. Not that. How about there? <laughs> hey, I'm from Alabama, so it's all going to slip out today. So you gonna slide from Alabama, and now you're up in the Charlotte area. So you just slid across all these southern states. <laughs> yeah, picked up every language in between. That's right. <laughs> so, so I, I we, off air, I was just telling you that you you were based now in Concord. Uh, North Carolina, which is right outside of Charlotte. And my daughter used mm-hmm. to play a lot. Of, she used to be a national touring uh, tennis player. And we used to go up to Concord and play those major tennis tournaments. Okay, and I know mm-hmm. how expensive that, that, that is. That's why you, people talk about golf being expensive. That's why you see Tiger Woods. Where are the rest of them? Well, golf is kind of expensive. Same thing right. with tennis, you know. Where are the rest of them? Where, 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 is it only Serena and Venus? That's it? Nobody yep. else? It's expensive, you know, to put into. Now you going into a sport, my man. Woo! Where the checkbook writing is huge. That's right. Walk us back a little bit before we talk about that that historical moment at Daytona 500. Plus, we're going to talk about what you're doing today. But really, I want to give my my listeners, your fans, an opportunity to, to hear a little bit about your journey. The the Daryl. I remember when I watched the press conference when your mom. <laughs> came and hugged you. She was in tears. And, you know, it, it was such a, for me as an African-American, it was such a special moment because even in today, we got 2018, we still setting records. We still breaking right. barriers. And that's, that's important. Right. And, I, and I don't want to like gloss over that because of the fact mm-hmm. that you are a role model. You feel right. me? And being a role mm-hmm. model, 
that puts additional pressure because people want you to repeat it so quickly. Well, well he's there now. You know, Tiger Woods has come back from injury. People want him to win the, the Masters immediately. You know, you know they just want they want they want results sometimes so quickly. So, talk about right. getting started in NASCAR if you if a person has a level of interest and walk us through. Take your time and walk us through the steps. Yeah, so I uh, started out racing when I was nine years old. Nine years um, old. Nine like, years old. That's right. Yeah, uh, you don't need a driver's license to drive in NASCAR. So uh, if you just have the, the checkbook to go out and buy a go kart and to be successful, then then so be it. So uh, we hold were on, able hold to on, do that. On, on. I can't let that. see. I'm from Fifth Ward, Texas. I had a go kart. My dad put a little motor lawnmower engine on the back yeah. of a, a little a little little thing that he created, and we would race up and down the street. And the dog used to chase me. Yeah, you know, when That's I drove right. past him. So so I had a little go-kart now. So, okay, I'm yeah. just letting you know that I had a little NASCAR experience <laughs> at nine when my dad slapped that lawnmower on the back of that go-kart. So I know that yeah. part. So that's kind of like that's how right. you started, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's a little bit different. Um, now these are kind of built. The go-karts we had are kind of built for, for racing. They have yes, a full roll, roll cage around them and everything. So, um so we, we spent about uh, we spent about two years in each series that we yes, had um, that we had you know been a part of, and we would graduate to a, a, a bigger and faster car, mm-hmm. and uh, worked our way up through the ranks, uh, grabbing plenty of wins, going through both of the emotions, the highs and lows, plenty of wins, plenty of wrecks. Uh, you learn from the wrecks to go back out and win the next weekend. So uh, we just stayed uh, we stayed hungry for each and every race, each and every weekend uh, throughout the year. Just to just to be better and uh, to be be better than than the previous race. So mm-hmm. um, so I went about twenty uh, our 2009, 2008, 2009 rolled around. Mm-hmm. We had uh, gotten into a full size stock car, about four hundred horsepower, late model stock car, mm. um, and uh, we had done really great that year. We had gotten a call from Coach Gibbs, which uh, I think a lot of people know, former uh, uh, football coach for the Redskins. So, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl winning coach from the Washington Redskins. That's right, Joe that's Gibbs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we got a call from from their department there to come out and try, do a tryout for their race team, and um, we were one of the top prospects out of that. And we ended up signing on with them for a handful of years, uh, running in the K and N series under also under the Drive for Diversity program. So it was uh, a little bit of a whirlwind of, of stuff we had going on, um, but. Um, but it was a great time that we had there with, with JGR all the way up until 2015. We had switched over to uh, jump teams to uh, with Jack Roush and Roush Fenway Racing um, and uh, had some great years there. And then now we are finally at the uh, top level in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series um, racing for the King and Richard Petty. So. It's been a uh, it's been a long process, a hard thought process, mm-hmm. but it's all part of it. And uh, looking back on it, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, you can't, you can't, because of the fact that you're doing what you what you love. And uh, right, talk about the the business side of uh, being a NASCAR driver because it's beyond you. You're a talented person, but you also have to be a business person. You also have to be yeah. uh, a person that advertises or sponsors deem uh, a credible investment. For their for their fan for their fan base as uh, whether you know you Chick Fil A or Target or your Ford or your or uh, a gas company, how does that work as far as the business side of NASCAR for you and your brand? Yeah, so you know I'm representing brands each and every day now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, whether I'm at the racetrack or not, I'm still uh, a, a ambassador for for all of our partners that are part of RPM mm-hmm. uh, that are part of our team. 
Um, so, you know, I slip up, then that, that, that costs heavily for all of us. So mm-hmm. you definitely have to, you know, athletes are, are put on a pedestal, which isn't the greatest thing in the world. We have to, we have to take that initiative and take that next step of being that role model and representing the best way we can um, to, uh, to make sure we come across in the most positive light. So, um, so being able to, uh, to represent the many brands that we have, such yes, as STP, which has been a longtime partner with Richard Petty and everybody mm-hmm. at RPM, who represent the Air Force, um, mm-hmm. new partners that have come on board this year. With Congratulations. And, um, and, and also we just signed on a brand-new sponsor for a handful of races uh, with Worldwide Technology out of St. Louis. So uh, there's many other associate sponsors that we are partnered with. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for me, a personal service, I, I'm, a re- I'm an ambassador for Coca-Cola, so excited to have them, Chevrolet. So it's uh, a lot of partners that, that make our, our program happen. So, that you, I have so, to, so you know, your uniform is like, 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 like tatted up right now. With, with, with logo. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's the goal, yeah. right? That's the goal. Exactly. They have the logo more, right more underneath logos, the neck. The better. Yeah, the logo that's right underneath the neck. You know, then all this the sleeve. The front right. breast area. So, man, you out there looking good. That's what you want, looking good. Exactly. You got to. You got to represent. Now, now, with that being said, you know, with you, you, you selling your brand. You're marketing your brand. Now, mm-hmm. the the pressure of because of the fact that and I, let's let's be real. You're in a, in a, in a sport that's that's uh, poorly attended by African Americans. I know NASCAR's making a focused effort to get more minority participation as far as attendees. Now, but, right. you, but you can't sell your brand as an African-American. You have to sell your brand as a brand that, that everybody wants to participate in. So that's a responsibility to maintain a universal approach to how you communicate the brand that you're, that you're successful in, correct? Yes, correct. And, and uh, for us to, you know, at, at the same time of representing all those brands, I am, I'm still selling myself. Uh, for potential sp- partners out there that are that are interested in the sport, so you know whether it's uh, African American owned company or, yes, or a sponsor that that that's been around for years and they're looking for a new outlet, uh, I'm continuing um, to to you know sell myself in the best way that I can. Good. Here's, here's my here's my number one thought you know, about uh, what you're doing is that I'm proud of what you're doing. I know it's a Thanks. difficult it's a difficult world that you live in because I know how busy you've been when you. One finished. I apologize. When you finished second at Daytona 500, I immediately tried to get you on my show, Money Making Conversation. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I this is how this is how long I've been hunting you down. You know, you know. <laughs> March went away. April went away. We almost at Labor Day. I finally got. That just let me know. That's but that's a blessing though, because that means that man, right. you're in demand. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how do you balance that demand for your time as well as be a significant driver. On, in the NASCAR series, because that's really difficult, and a lot of people don't understand that. It's all right to have fans, but the business has to be the priority. Be right back with more Money Making Conversation. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. My guest, uh, he raised the bar at NASCAR on February 18, 2018 of this year, when he became the highest finishing African-American driver at the world-renowned Daytona 500, when he took the checkered flag in the second position. Please welcome again, Back to Money Making Conversation, Daryl Bubba Wallace. Daryl, here's, here's the question I wanted to say to you. We talked about it a little bit about how, how when you immediately won, I immediately was, was pressing to get you on my show. And mm-hmm. so that means that a lot of people now on this date, you're on my show. So that means a lot of people want w- 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 are demanding of your time. How do you balance that? Yeah, it's tough. You, you surround yourself with great people. 
to uh, to be able to rely on them to kind of create you a, a, um, a steady schedule, keep you you know somewhat busy, but don't overwhelm you and, and make you lose focus on on what the task at hand is. And obviously, that's that's the races uh, each and every weekend. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, being at the top level, you know, I knew coming into it that you know a lot of people were going to be pulling me in different directions, trying mm-hmm. to get me to do anything and everything under the sun. And you have to kind of, you know, once you get to this level as well, you kind of look at your options and, and uh, you know, see, you know, what's going to help, what's just going to, you know, not really going to do much. And, and we set up that schedule from months out. You know, we're trying, you know, we, we get the request, just like you say, you requested right away. And you know, by that time, <laughs> we, had, we had had a schedule planned out. So sorry mm-hmm. for the wait. No, but, no, no, uh, don't apologize. Uh, don't apologize because they told me. They said, look, he has a schedule. And uh, he's on, he's, you know, your driver, you know, you, this is what you do for a living. So I don't want you to apologize. Right. I just want everybody to know that you have a job to do. And being on money right. making conversation is, is, is a bonus for me, but you still got a job to do because yeah, you have to win sure. races. That's, that's the goal. These, yeah. all these sponsors that come to you, that glow of February, of February, of February worse tends to dim. If it doesn't, if it's wouldn't, if it's not matched with similar results or victories. Because right. they need for people to get excited about your product, your social media growth, your when you 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 affect ratings, you affect attendance, all those things come into place. So, give me a, a, a snapshot of 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 your team that that surrounds you and the roles they play, and keeping your life balanced, keeping your car rolling, and keeping you focused on your dream. Yeah, my, my guys are, are great. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of fun. We, we had, you know, formed a relationship, uh, last year when I had subbed in for Eric Almarola when he had gotten hurt and, uh, mm-hmm. was just a fill in driver and, you know, the team and myself really clicked really well. So, uh, it's exciting to, you know, be teamed up with them, paired up with them for this season. And, uh, we're, we're hitting on a lot of good notes right now and having a lot of fun, you know, away and, and at the racetrack. So that always helps when you, when you can, you know, gel in the right way and, yes, and have that, you know, that, um, that chemistry with the team, uh, that, that helps with the on-track performance. So, uh, excited about that, but they, they, they bust their tails, you know, from, from Monday to Sunday and then get right back up Monday morning and do it all over again. So, uh, you know, their, their hard work is, is for sure is doesn't go unnoticed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without them, you know, there, there wouldn't be anything at all for us. So put us in the car, put us in the car of, uh, a, a day of preparation for because you're like to say you're in a, a vehicle that uh, we see crashes all the time. Some fans come mm-hmm. to NASCAR races for the crashes, right? And, and so, so, so there is a, a touch of danger in your profession. Right. And you see, and, uh, t- I've been to NASCAR races and I've seen a tire go up in the stands. You know, go whoa! You know, glad I wasn't sitting yeah. over there. And so, exactly. and so, and so, so that, so that's a touch of danger for the fan, and a touch of a lot of danger for the the the, the, race, the drivers. So, walk us through the steps of the mental side of preparation, and once you sit down behind the wheel, and what what takes you to victory? What takes you to success on the track? Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a long process. It comes with all the seat time and and uh, and preparation from 15 years ago when i started yes sir uh you, you get to go through all the wrecks and stuff some you know, some some drivers crash worse than others and mm-hmm. you know you knock on wood when you know a car flips over i've never flipped so knock on wood but mm-hmm. when you see that stuff it, it makes you tense up and and you know we, we risk our lives each and every time yes, we sir. climb in the race car 
Mm-hmm. But fortunately for us, you know, safety has come a long way mm-hmm. uh, throughout the sport. It's evolving every day. Or they're making the cars super safe now, so we can take those 200 mile an hour hits head on into a wall and get out and maybe just be a little sore the next day mm. and instead of, of laying in the hospital bed for months upon a time. So mm-hmm. it's definitely come a long way from, from where it was. But uh, for us, that's the last thing we think about. Uh, we, don't. we don't put that in front of us. And we, we go out and uh, try to do the best that we can, and, and all of us have the hungry appetite to uh, cross that finish line first. So we, uh, we, we strive to do that. Now, I just believe me, the, the asking that question was just a – the mindset of, of of something that that is rarely experienced by a right. person of color, and and, right. and, uh, and the fact that you've chosen the profession that I always tell people, uh, you know, I don't like flying, but I got to fly on planes, and I believe me, I don't right. like getting on the plane. I got to get on the plane this afternoon, and I'm I, okay. I'm not I'm not happy, but, but that's what I got to do for a living. So so when you when you're doing so, it's part of my career path. So when I look at what you're doing. Now, you, is, is, you're a graduate of NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program. Right. What is that, and how many people or drivers participate on an annual basis to get out of that program? Because the key thing that you want to don't want to be is to be a one-off or or, or or novice at this. You know, saying, well, you, you want you want to have a career because you are a full-time NASCAR driver. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, for me, starting out in the diversity program, uh, you know, that really gave me my shot, my, my foot in the door into the ranks of NASCAR. And, and um, you know, at the, at the time that program was, it, it had been around for a while, but they had revamped it and brought all the drivers in-house to compete against each other and go out and compete against other racers. So yes, sir. Um, we, um, we had a lot of on-track success there and a lot of off-track success there as well. We were on a reality show with BET called Changing Lanes that that oh, was, I remember uh, that. Right, right. That, you yeah, you yeah. part of that show? Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> great publicity stunt for us. They mm-hmm. really got our name out there mm-hmm. and took us to that next level. And then and the on-track success just helps that much more. So, um, so you know, having that and seeing what it is today, uh, they're still pushing drivers through the system, trying to get them to that next step. So it's been fun to watch. Now, with that being said, they say, okay, we got we got a hot young African-American driver on, on the track. Do do do. Is there additional responsibility for you uh, to, to get the attendance of minorities at the tracks around the country? Is, is there is there a, a, a responsibility that not only you should drive, but you have to promote the brand to increase attendance for minorities? Uh, I mean, it's there, but it's it's more if you put it on yourself personally. Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, I'm I'm super competitive, so I've always <laughs> let the results speak for itself. Right. And, and let and let the 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 fan base see that and see like okay this is a guy we can get behind right and but unfortunately nowadays everything's becoming so dependent on equipment that oh, yeah. you know, the best drivers don't get to show their their true colors just because maybe their equipment's a little behind so you know we're a much smaller team than than the big guys that are that are running out front every day and we're we're doing the best that we'll, with what we got to uh, to go out there and compete so. Uh, when we do great things, it's a much bigger story for us because we're such a smaller team. So, uh, you know, like I said earlier, my guys are, are working their tails off to uh, to make us and get us better equipment each and every weekend. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. That's just uh, that's the life of racing. Okay, cool. So with that being said, you you as a, as an as a up-and-comer and, and, and trying to build your brand to the next level, 
trying to reach out to people, getting sponsorships. So, so I just want everybody to understand that NASCAR is not about just driving. You know, you, no. you, you wrecking a car can change the game for a driver. Uh, wheel, the gas costs money. Tires cost money. All the the right pit crew costs money. So you have to have encompass a lot of things to the lanes of success, and that means you have to have sponsors. So you're constantly right. trying to get sponsors to stay on board to financially support your dream. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, this, the sport has become really uh, sponsor driven sport, and uh, it costs a lot of money just for one race, just for being at the track for for two days. It costs a, a lot of money. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but it definitely doesn't help things. Um, you know, especially for small teams trying to just get by it, uh, it really takes a toll, but you know, NASCAR is trying to produce ways to, yes, to kind of bring it back to the driving aspect of it and, uh, bring it kind of back to where it was, uh, a handful of years ago. So, um, so we're, we're, we're trying innovative ways there to help that process, but it's going to take some time and we just got to go out and not worry about that side of it. And, and, and hope that, you know, the way we're running, the performance that we're doing with, with the limited resources that we have is a good enough story for the sponsors to uh, to come join our program. I'm going to tell you this, Daryl, Bubba, Wallace, you are a true spokesperson for the sport. You, you, you're articulate. Um, you, you have a message, a brand to sell. Uh, my man, I wish you good luck. Uh, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Yeah, I would have waited till July to put you on this show, man, because you have a story to tell. And uh, and I, I want to come out and see you live. I, I know some, I have contacts at NASCAR. If I'm able to come there, I want to meet you because I want to shake the yep. hand and put your picture on my wall, man, right next Absolutely. to President Obama, okay? I like it. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And, of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20 percent off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.